Fellas, you've done it before. You've been to the gym. You're in between sets. You sit up. You look around. You look over the squat rack, and you happen to notice a beautiful woman dressed with really tight clothes. She probably has on a baseball hat, ponytail out, and big Beats by Dre headphones on. And it's leg day. She's squatting. Now you're looking. You've looked. You can't unlook. Rule number one, don't say a word. (laughs) Stay in your lane. Don't walk over there. It's a problem. Conversely, ladies, you're going to the gym. It's leg day. You're going to squat. You're going to deadlift. You put on your favorite tights that you saw on Instagram that make your legs look really good. We've got a problem on our hands because I know you don't want to be spoken to. Most of you are wearing those headphones, not because the music is great, but because you want to ignore everyone, (laughs) all the guys around you. Guys, you probably need to start wearing sunglasses in the gym. Do we have a problem with sexualization in fitness? I'm joined today by Maya Safran, UK-based personal trainer who works with women only and who's certified to work with pre- and postnatal women. She's also plant-based. And I'm also joined by Jada Nichols, occupational therapist, yoga instructor, lactation consultant who's based in Atlanta, Georgia. Today, we're going to talk about some of the issues we have in the fitness world, how it impacts our behaviors in the gym, our decision to go to the gym or not to go to the gym, and what we can do about it. I'm Coach B. Moore. This is Coach B. Daly. Maya, tell me about why you list it as female only. Is it that you just um, prefer working with females only or is there a certification yeah. that's really just female? No, no, no. It's not a certification that's female only. I decided when I first became a personal trainer quite early on that I only wanted to work with women. Mm-hmm. I realized that that was my niche because obviously I am a woman. I understand how it feels to be a woman. And I entered the personal training or the fitness industry as an average girl who thought they knew what the gym was and how to move in the gym. And I actually didn't. So I felt I really went through the transitional stage of understanding exercise and food and all of those things in some cases at the same time as my clients and my very early clients. So it was only right for me to, to work with people that I could truly relate to. Since after that, I became more experienced. I then decided I could have started training men at that point because I felt more confident and like I could actually share something. But I realized that the patriarchy in the gym and how misogynist it is. I don't know if you agree, Jada. I just I was just too highly sexualized. And I found that a lot of the men were just not taking me seriously as a professional, but just seeing me as a hot girl that they just wanted to talk to really and I just didn't like that and I just wanted to only help people that wanted to be helped which were women right JD have you experienced the same absolutely so uh I don't know if you remember but my I used to call myself and in some circles still do a women's wellness consultant yeah Mm -hmm. and it encompasses the OT the um the lactation piece pre and postnatal yoga instruction, right? And for many of the same reasons um, that Maya just outlined, uh, regarding the patriarchy and the sexualization in the gym and in the fitness industry in general, I will say it absolutely exists. And I've seen it from both perspectives. So when I began working out in the gym before I you know, paired down to yoga, right? So I'm lifting and doing all these things and guys were 
coming over and trying to help me and get, you know, working sex. Let me tell you, you got to anger your toes out slightly when you squat. Right. Let me help you. Literally. <laughs> right. So, you know you're not doing and that, don't right. you find, Jada, the difference when you go and train with a male? Like, when I go and train with my boyfriend, not a boy doesn't even make eye contact with me. They won't doesn't even, even look. Does mm. not even look my way. Absolutely. I've always dated gym rats. I married a gym rat, right? Mm. So, when I go by myself, it is one thing when I go with him or when I was going with other men I was dating, it was very, very different. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I have, I, so I've had a kid. She's six years old. Mm-hmm. I, my baby weight went away like miraculous, like the way that it was supposed to happen. Right. And I since gained weight. And mm-hmm. now when I go to the gym, I'm just as strong Um, I have an injury that has set me back, but I am just as strong. I still know technique. I still, all of these things I'm still very capable of, and I do train others. Um, But the way that I'm now discounted in the gym by Mm. men, just because I'm overweight, it's like, now you know nothing. So when I was a young hot girl in the gym, it was like, hey, let me help you. And Mm. now that I am overweight and older, it's like, let me let this rap fall on you. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Let me let you get hit uh-huh. by the barbell. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So it and they don't know that I have as, as a therapist, I have rehabbed their shoulders. I have rehabbed their mm. knees. I have, you know, I have fixed, I have gotten them back to where they need to be. And yeah. they're it's they totally discounted because now I wear an oversized t-shirt instead of a tank. Mm. <laughs> And you know what as well, you mentioned earlier about like the entire fitness industry. I feel like it's completely, um, it's really emphasized and exacerbated with fitness clothes because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, am I allowed to say brands on this? Are you, yeah, sure, go. Be? Okay, I don't Gym have any sponsorship with them. <laughs> Gymshark, I have a huge issue with because their clothes are just, it's, like, it's hard for women to be taken seriously in those environments anyway let alone when we've got so much skin out. And it's a shame that that is the case because we should be able to wear what we want. But realistically, if you're wearing that kind of clothes, those kind of clothes, which are, they're not even practical for gym, really. It's just right. not putting the right thing across. And then the men are looking at you like objects. And it's just, it's just, I hate, I hate it. I really, really right, don't that, like that's it. That's just to challenge that for a second. That's not the brand's problem that it exists because there's a spectrum of stuff available. Mm. So mm, true. it's a choice, right? And, and it is. You're right. Are you educating your clients on that stuff and saying, "Hey, look, this definitely is, this is for issue. sure." But I, I feel at the moment that my my relationship with the fitness industry is going through a transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, like you mentioned earlier, I do a lot, a lot of other things. So I have a, my own podcast, and I do a, something called Boss Girl Collective, which is all about like female empowerment. We do brunches, we do new things that are coming out, and it's it's really good stuff. And that is more what I want to be doing. The fitness industry, I feel like it's got so far to go to be woke. I just don't. Ha- I don't really have the, t- the passion for it in the same way. Yeah. I love training clients that want to be trained. My pre and postnatal clients, I love it because they really they're doing it for something deeper. Mm. They're doing it for their right. unborn child or their, their child is right. unborn. 
but the average girl who comes to me and she's got all these misconceptions about am I going to get really um, bulky if I lift this 5kg am I going to and that, <laughs> I just don't have the energy to unpick it anymore and I just feel like oh there's so much wrong with the societal messages that are given to these girls I can't be the one to educate well, them all the time on that note that's what I want to oh. do today I want to let's give the right message <laughs> Jada I cut you go ahead Say what you want to say because it's That's, there. No. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely will just add to that the social media piece. Mm. So uh, Instagram specifically <laughs> has made it very tough to be taken seriously in mm. the fitness industry, right? You I, and I'm, and so now I'll go back to yoga. Like a black girl, yoga has to be, you know, daggone near ready to put a dildo in, in a yoga mm. pose before. Oh, absolutely. Like I could do a regular, you know, a warrior posture, but that's not going to get a thousand likes. It's mm. only the mm. leg over the head while sexualized. With the, yeah. Why are we so concerned about likes? Why are we concerned about likes? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not at all, Yeah. <laughs> but mm. I'm just, I'm just saying to educate if, if, I wanted to show this is a great yoga posture for low back pain, right? Mm -hmm. Mm. Or to stretch your hamstrings so that you are a safer runner. And it's simply legs up the wall, right? Mm -hmm. While Mm -hmm. lying on your back, that's not going to go as far as leg overhead while I'm in gym shock Mm -hmm. while, you know, it's just... It's, it yeah. does not go. It doesn't move. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm built a certain way mentally. And I'm, a, I'm a, an entrepreneur by nature and salesman at heart, right? And right. Um, it just seems that, you know, th- there's a story that says if you build a, a, a book or program based on improving your golf swing, you're not going to sell any, any programs. Because there's mm-hmm. a million programs about improving your golf swing. But if I build a program mm-hmm. about... Uh, improving your golf swing for left-handers with one hangnail and uh, short-sightedness who drive Porsches, <laughs> I'll make a mint because the mm-hmm. people who know that they're suppo- that this is for them will know it's for them, and it's not mm-hmm. the generic product. So to me, it seems like an opportunity for for you to be uh, you know in the world where there's so much wrong information and so much people heading for the thousand likes or whatever. Look, this is this is for everybody else. This is for women who are trying to feel better. Number one, mm. who are trying to live healthier. Period. And I don't care if I get a thousand likes. Let me get a hundred of the right people. Does it mm, play out right. like that in your business or no? Yeah. See, Go ahead. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier when you said, uh, "Why do you care about the thousand likes?" Yeah. Now, the thousand likes means nothing in reality because mm. Instagram isn't real life. However. The way that Instagram is, the tool that it is, especially in our industry, we can really monopolize with its backing. So when I have been at the height of my likes and my views and all of those things, I am offered free shit. I am Ah, given a lot of stuff. I am, I'm, it's used as my CV. It's my credibility tool. Yeah. If anybody's asking, they'll do that. I'll just say, go on my Instagram and they will, and they'll see that. But when I, who am doing good stuff and I'm putting good stuff out there, as I'm sure you do, Jada, when we are being upstaged by anorexic girls who are in gym shop, where not doing good technique and not doing anything just because they're sexualizing themselves to get the likes, it gets frustrating. 
So it's not, it's a very big misconception that I care about likes. I don't, but I know the power and the magnitude that that can push my business up to. And I feel like it's being taken off me by the wrong people. I understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Next, (laughs) here's what I'd like to do. Yeah. What is the right message? How do we help the one person listening who needs to live a healthier lifestyle, has had bad experience in the past going to the gym by herself, Mm -hmm. uh, and doesn't and, and that's that proves to be a barrier for her. Like mm-hmm. she's already walking, let's say. She's eating a bit better. And and maybe going to the gym would help her to take it to the next level because her goals are on the other side of that, more resistance mm-hmm. training. What do we need to tell her? What's the message? I would say that it might be better to start I know she's already walking and she's already eating okay, but it may be better to start off just to, to give her like basic education on, on um, weights and what they even look like and a few exercises to go to classes. Um, so that's something that I do now a lot as well. I teach classes because I think it's easy to, to go to a class. I've got all the knowledge. I teach it for 45 minutes max, however long it is. I leave it there and I go about my business. And as yeah. long as I'm paid decently, I don't mind. And I, through that, I can actually see you know, the same members keep coming back or the same people keep coming back and they're bit by bit, their techniques getting better and I'm learning. And obviously as a personal trainer, I can give that little bit more information to help sure that they make sure that they get to that point. Um, and that will give her, that will make the reason that she gets scared in the gym is because everything is so foreign. She hasn't seen these kind of weights before. She hasn't seen these kind of things. She doesn't know. She's worried she's going to look stupid. But if she's around people that are all doing it and no one's laughing at her or pointing it out, she'll feel comfortable to then take the same attitude into a different environment that's similar. So I think that can really help as well as getting a personal trainer who knows what they're doing because at the end of the day, you just need a few sessions to show you on your way, give you some confidence and then you can repeat a, a, a program alone, maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I agree with all of that. And, you know, I would just say, you know, have patience with herself. Be grace, gracious, have grace. And uh, just know that her journey is going to look different than other people's journeys, right? And it's it's going to be slow and steady. And that's where the larger, more significant outcomes happen over time. Mm. Right. Okay. What other tools should we cover? Have you found success with helping women set up a small home gym? What things should she have there? Are there certain types of groups and classes that are also Mm. beneficial if you're helping someone at a distance? I always think that um, we should start with mastering bodyweight exercises well, mm-hmm. because that's the best foundation to doing any resistance training. So what has helped me and my clients on that journey is calisthenics. I, I think calisthenic training is excellent. And the use of like Olympic rings, even TRX suspension trainers, um, things like that are really, really good to just get your form and your technique. Because if you know your form and technique is good, you're already going to have more confidence doing other things. And there's already going to be a level of respect uh, when you get in the gym, because people, a, a man who's lifting, 70 kg on a bench press will see you doing a perfect press up that he can't even do and then he'll be less inclined to come over to you and correct you over things that he doesn't need so um yeah i would say that would be a good place to start yeah and that that helps with body awareness in general Mm. so even even throughout the day uh and how you sit situate yourself in your car or in your home office which takes me to uh mindfulness mm-hmm. so which can be a part of 
a gym experience, right? It mindfulness is important when you are choosing what you're going to eat in the day and not mm-hmm. eat in the day, right? Yeah. So a mindfulness practice is, I think, the core of all of this. I totally agree with you. Good, great. Does the same issue of uh, hypersexualism exist in other approaches to fitness that you've seen, like running groups, yoga, Jada, or, or CrossFit? Have you seen the same stuff there in your exposure? Personally, no, I haven't. Just the gym, the, the, the global I think, gym. I think the phenomenon of women dressed so differently to men and and having such a different perspective on things than men would mm-hmm. doing the same things as men i think like men just get obsessed with that like the idea that a woman is lifting and is in the weights area and she's got like a bigger bum from lifting and he is doing the same thing but he's sweating and like wearing the same t-shirt every time and it's just disgusting whereas she's got these brand new snazzy outfits every time he sees her and the idea that it makes men feel very um, powerful because, you know, now women are working just as much as men. They're in as the same kind of positions a lot of the time and they go into this sector of life, which is still dominated by men. And I think men get very powerful. They feel very empowered by that. So they like women that don't know what they're doing in the gym. Got it. Yeah. And I, I think that that distinction between uh, the gym, a, a commercial gym or even a private gym uh, between those and CrossFit is a significant one because I do not see it in CrossFit the mm-hmm. way that I do in a more commercial gym. Um, I uh, in in CrossFit it really is everyone doing the same workout. The ladies are hot and sweaty. The men are hot and sweaty. Everybody's struggling to throw the ball or do the mm-hmm. double unders or whatever. And there is there is not the same like gaping mouth at mm. a woman who's yeah mm-hmm. and i think part of that i think part of that has to do with what you were saying earlier um Maya, about you know the, the value of class and and the deal is yes. at the gym we're on our own time and in our own silos mm-hmm. but when you're mm-hmm. all getting your butt kicked i'm seriously i don't if i'm really there i have mm. no time or attention to be looking at anyone else unless exactly. i'm looking at am i doing this right that's it yeah so, yeah, yeah there yeah. must be a huge value there, and that might be a good And there's approach. also a level of camaraderie, because you're all going through the same thing. Yeah. So when at the end, right. you all high-five each other, and you're like, you did that. You, and you don't yeah. see them as a woman. You see them as an equal. You're like, yeah, you, we both did this. We both yeah. suffered. So, <laughs> yeah. you're right. <laughs> right. Right. This is jacking me up. I'm going to go and teach a class, and I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You both have, and you brought it up earlier, Maya. I want to hear about Boscow Collective, and uh, Jade, I want to hear what you're doing with Blossom Home. Blossom has transitioned from a full-time mobile prenatal postnatal uh holistic women's wellness to now mostly lactation and even dwindled down even further to helping moms of babies with special needs Mm -hmm. and helping moms with special needs so um moms who have uh, injuries or autoimmune disorders or other things that can, uh, you know, chronic illnesses that can change the way that they mother. Uh, I am really focused on helping them along with, um, you know, any babies with special needs who not, might have different um, feeding preferences or variations. Awesome. How about Bosco Collective Maya? So, Bosco Collective, it's actually Bosgyal Collective. I, I got it, I got obviously, it. I, I know you know. <laughs> um, so, basically, my friend and I, 
both worked in the fitness industry and we both decided what I just explained to you earlier about it being a very um, misogynistic environment. There's too many messages for us to unravel, et cetera, et cetera. So we wanted to do something more towards the mental health of women and connecting women and just helping us all become empowered because we're all in this, especially as millennials, we're all on this crazy journey and we're trying to find our way in it, especially in the UK, in London, like it's tough. So we started to host monthly brunches and these brunches each have a topic. We've covered things like why women are stigmatized if they don't want to have babies, um, love, sex, um, fear and boundaries, a whole uh, range of topics. And we have women, different women come to each one because obviously each woman cares about different things. We cook plant-based food, homemade. We make lots of like nice treats and the food's always great. And yeah, that's that's the major part of it. We're releasing Fantastic. soon a meditation package leading on from what you said, Jada, about mindfulness, where it's like a starter pack for meditation. So each day we'll have a different, um, again, a different topic or a different aim and just repeat that over three months and build on it. And we send you out a starter pack and stuff. And yeah, it's Love really, it. really good. Awesome. Thank you. Love so it. You too. You guys know that my platform is all about nutrition and food. I'm mm-hmm. clearly not a woman. So I don't necessarily fit into your thing, but I would love to see how we can do what we can do together to really bring some goodness to all of our friends and and people who we work with. So there's a way that we can partner up. I'd love to do it. And uh, I got to make sure that we, if you have a link for your two services, let me know. Go ahead. What's yours, Jada, for Blossom Ohm? Uh, At my Blossom Ohm, M-Y-B-L-O-S-S-O-M-O-M. And mine is at Boskyal Collective, so Boss and then G Y A L Collective, and also boskyalcollective.co.uk or .com. Sweet. For step-by-step guidance on getting in the best shape of your life, visit eatingforabs.com.